Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to a special episode of Sex Stories, an update from a past guest who is here today to talk about educating others on ethical non-monogamy and sex positivity on her new podcast. A 41-year-old straight cis femme hot wife in a stag vixen marriage and author of books about her journey, her new podcast, In Bed with Strangers, helps listeners understand the mental and emotional aspects of the lifestyle plus all the kinky sexy stuff. Originally from episode 193, Hot Wife with a Double Vaginal Cream Pie Fantasy, welcome back, Casey Donatello. Hi, thank you for having me back. I am so happy to have you back, and I have to say, whenever anyone says DVP, I think of you, and I still haven't had it yet. I still have not yet had double vaginal. I still haven't even had a threesome with two penis owners yet, but I haven't made the thing my priority. And also, I like I am so obsessed with, well, I'm obsessed with learning, but the, we're not talking about me today. We're here to talk about you. So start off by telling us now, it's been a little minute since we talked to you. Where's your shame meter today? With 10 being the highest, one being the lowest, 
How's your sexual shame meter doing right now? Have there been any fluctuations since we talked last? I don't remember what it was last time, but I'm going to go with one. Nice. That, that tracks. I feel like it was low last time. I also don't remember. But anything to say about it? Like, does shame ever come up for you these days? Or like with partners, with people? Like, what's what's it feeling like? So that's a funny question, actually, because I was talking to somebody about this recently. My husband and I are so comfortable with who we are and what we do. And, you know, we're out there publicly now. Our faces are everywhere. But every once in a while, I do feel a little shame from other people about our specific dynamic, from people in the lifestyle sometimes that are not hot wife couples. They don't always understand what we are and they're kind of confused. But it's not everybody, but it does happen occasionally, especially if they are just dedicated couple swappers. Right. Sometimes they look at us like we're crazy and they don't understand and they try to convince us that we should meet other couples. So sometimes if they are open-minded and we explain it and they get it, it's fantastic. Yeah. But we do meet some people that don't get it and then they just keep going at it and trying to convince us to be something we're not. And then every once in a while, I'm like, oh, this feels a little weird. Or if we tell people that we're into gangbangs and they're not, sometimes, you know, gangbangs have a negative connotation. Sometimes people have very negative views about it. So if you openly admit, hey, I love that. We love going to adult theaters. Some people look at you like you're really trashy. And then I'm like, oh, God, why did I just say that? You know, so even though I'm super confident, I think everybody has moments where you still feel like, oh, fuck, why did I tell somebody that? Then it passes and I'm fine again. It's not a long lasting shame like it used to be, you know, 10 years ago. But yeah, yeah, I think everybody has moments of insecurities once in a while. That's just normal. Totally. Well, and it makes total sense, too, because it also sounds like it's not your personal shame. It's just you're like, you know, we're human, so we mirror each other, right? And so when someone else's shame comes up and it's at you or like because of you, I'm saying this with air quotes, that makes sense. I am always shocked by how in, what should I say, non-normative communities, there still is like the micro-segmentation and people people are so impressive that they still always find a way to sort of like poke at each other, even even when we're all like the same being different. That is so funny to me. And it makes sense then in that case that you are now doing this work of education. But before you dive into like the specifics of your new podcast and all the education you've been doing, can you just tell us a little bit like what has your sex life been like? Are there any recent highlights or maybe things you want to point people to? Because I know you do a lot of hot stuff, but like how have the gangbangs been? <laughs> we did have several more outings to like adult bookstores, mm-hmm. which were always fun. That's a very different experience than, you know, a private get together or something like that. Yeah. So I think we've been to a total of, I think like five different places throughout this year. And some of them we've gone to multiple times. So that's always fun. It's, It's so hard to describe unless you're actually there, you know, the chaos and the energy that happens in a place like that. But it's for a particular taste. That's definitely not for everybody. I don't recommend everybody just rushes out and does that. It has to be something like you are super curious about or super into and you do a little research about that. We've been having a ton of fun with our OnlyFans. We're a little over a year, maybe like 14 or 15 months in and we just added free live streaming on there so once or twice a month my husband and I do a free live stream for anybody that's 
subscribing. They don't have to that's pay amazing. to enter those as long as they're on our page. So that's been really fun to have that interaction going. And my husband actually really, really prefers that to just straight filming with me. Yeah. He likes that engagement and he likes it up to the guys, you know, while we're that's playing. So cool. So, yeah, I figured once we hit a year, we needed to do something different and mixed up because we're the type that not only do we not want our fans to get bored, but we get bored with stuff, right? I We've been doing the same thing for a year. And you always need to find that new thrill and that new excitement. So we said, hey, why don't we try this? And then we really liked it. So that's been a fun feature. People have been having fun with that. And we're really missing the nice weather and all the nude camping. We're dying in the winter. (laughs) Nude camping. Did we talk about that? That's so hot. Okay, where did you go? What did you do? How did you make sure that you weren't assaulting other people's eyeballs? (laughs) That's one way to phrase it. So we have an RV, you know glamping if you want to call it that we're very luxurious but we have been to a mix of purely nudist places amazing and then we've been to lifestyle friendly places so we go across the board and it's really interesting to see the difference because a lot of people just assume they are the same thing and they're not right like pure nudist i know nothing sexually involved nothing dirty happening but you have a lot of people that just think because you're naked, everybody's fucking everyone. There's this yeah. giant orgy happening. And it's not at all. Some of these places are family friendly nude campgrounds. Yeah. And, you know, it's definitely a whole different ball game. So we switch back and forth. But it's been so freeing and liberating. And it just really helps your self-esteem to be in an environment like that. Especially if you think you're someone that is not comfortable being naked in public, I suggest both people go because it's an experience that's kind of totally the opposite of what people think it's going to be. They think they're going to be super embarrassed. It's going to be awkward. Everybody's going to be judging them and staring at them. But after the first five or 10 minutes, you literally forget you're naked. Everyone is naked. It's not a beauty contest. Just enjoy the comfort And I always like to say that I think people at nudist resorts are extra, extra friendly and approachable. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because once you strip down, everybody's kind of on like an even scale, right? You can't tell anything from their clothes, their appearance, how much money they have, what they do. So you're kind of all on this even level. And then I think if you are brave enough to be naked in public, it says something about your personality, your automatically a little more welcoming and friendly I think certainly in this culture (laughs) we also do a lot of vanilla like textile camping and Mm -hmm. I find that we make friends so much faster at the nude places like immediately people are coming up to you and saying hello whereas vanilla places everybody kind of keeps to themselves they'll wave as they walk by but it's a very interesting dynamic and I think people are so afraid of it that they won't give it a chance but it's one of the coolest experiences and the best things that we've ever done. We love it so much. That's so cool. I love the consistency of your novelty seeking. You know, like like just go back to the OnlyFans stuff. Like you have to mix it up, especially when you're doing stuff so regularly. And I love that you are an explorer of subcultures among subcultures. And that differentiation is important. That's really cool. Yeah. You're exploring both. It's crazy because when you talk about like body image and confidence and, you know, loving how you are. I always say it's easy to love yourself when you are naked, but in a 
like a pose or an environment where you're aware of what you're doing. Like if you take a sexy selfie for someone, right? Like you're posing and making all the wrinkles go away and getting good lighting and stuff like that. Or if you're shooting like a sex scene for OnlyFans, you know, your body's moving. It's in these sexy poses and stuff. But when you're playing like naked tennis or riding a bike naked, your body does not look beautiful. Okay. So even for someone like me that loves my body doing that for the first time, I was like, Oh my God, my boobs are bouncing everywhere. Like you see this roll like that, like it was nerve wracking. But then we were playing with other people that were naked and they didn't care that their bodies were like that. So you're like, Oh, fuck it. Great. And that's the great part about it, that you really love your body and all of your flaws and imperfections because that's your body. You're not trying to hide it and look sexy. You know, there's nothing about that. It's just being a hundred percent free. And it's such a powerful experience. I love that because it's like, for many of us, sex is the only time that we get to be, you know, the animals that we are. And we humans pretend like, oh, we're so evolved and we have clothes and we machines and all of that. But it's like, we are still animals, actually. And we all have evidence in our own lives of our lizard brain nervous systems taking over. We do stupid human shit. And so I I love that you get to be an animal human in kind of this primal way, in an everyday way. But tell me about naked bicycling. Like, is your pussy just like on the saddle? Like, do you have a towel? Like, what do you do? That's a very fair question. I always wear a thong. Okay. Just because it freaks me out. But I mean, you're allowed to be fully naked, but that I'll go topless. Yeah. Riding a bike freaks me out. And then anywhere you sit in public areas, everybody sits on a towel okay. just for like cleanliness and stuff like that. But you know, like playing tennis and pickleball, not a, you know, you're just in your sneakers and a baseball hat and some sunscreen. You know, you go hiking and just your hiking boots and a backpack. Like it's so weird. You always feel like you're going to get in trouble and then yeah. you never do. And you- but then the worst part is you have to go home and put your clothes on and you just feel so claustrophobic and yeah. just like suffocating. <laughs> That's the worst part. Is the <laughs> I relate to that so hard. So lately I've been in a place at a hot tub where I don't have to wear clothes, certainly not a top. And then, you know, at home I'm in an apartment complex, bunch of condos, there's a rooftop hot tub, there's cameras. And every time I get in, in my swimsuit, I feel wrong. I'm like, oh no, I forgot to take off. Oh no, no, I'm doing it right here. Damn it. Okay. (laughs) I missed the spas. I would say that's the only downside to the nude camping is that you get addicted to it and you never want to put your clothes back on again. And we've gone to a couple of the family friendly ones. Mm Mm-hmm. And at first, we were really nervous about being naked around kids because we don't have kids. We're not, you know, familiar. Like, that just sounds inappropriate. Right. But it's really not because it's not a sexual environment. Like, you know, no one notices it. And then we also go to adults-only ones. You know, it's it's all over the board. But it really, like, I can't stress enough how not sexual it is. Yes. And people always worry, oh, well, what if the guy gets an erection? They don't because nothing like it's just it's so hard to explain why they don't but they just don't it's not creepy it's not weird everybody's respectful and it's just you know a way of life to them yeah well in a culture where we have so many nudity taboos that are so silly I think it is hard for many people to imagine but it's like actually yeah good boundaries come in all levels of clothing you know and it's just sort of like getting used to it Well, and it's funny that you said society about nudity because we have friends that are more shocked that we're nudists than we're swingers. Really? Yeah. They're like, oh, that's like kind of cool or whatever. That makes sense. And they're like, wait, nude? You walk around like a campground naked? How could you do that? (laughs) And we're like, 
that's kind of backwards, don't you think? But that's how afraid everybody is of a naked body. Oh, They'd rather yeah. you have sex than just stand there naked. I get it. I mean, Pretty crazy. I love people. And also, you know, I've helped many people as a photographer get comfy in their skin at all levels, right? Like I love strip teases, doing them myself and also facilitating them for other people. And I know that that bearing of oneself can be a big fucking deal. Here's a question. I imagine that you're not creating content everywhere you go since you're in spaces where like at the bookstore, it's not necessarily conducive to that. You can't get everyone to like sign releases. We did that one time at an adult theater, but we had to like call management right it's a big deal to do a production we did it once for my 41st birthday which was this past february so we filmed it's like a 45 minute video on my only fans from that cool. and then it was amazing it was so much fun to film but then me and my husband were like it's a lot of work it takes away from the so fun and work. then you also get less people that want to play because they don't want to sign the paper which i totally get yeah. so we did it once to we did it and now whenever we go, it's just for fun and we don't film anything. I love that. Okay, that's what I wanted to highlight. I was like, I love that you guys love to just still go out and fuck. And it's not all about work and creating content and all of that. You know, because it's funny in my own life, sometimes I'm like, oh shit, wait, should I be filming? Should I write about this? No, 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 I'm just supposed to have fun. And then sometimes, yeah, I can feel all ways about it, right? And then I'm like, oh, I want to make more stuff. But I'm like, oh, I also just want to do all this stuff. And that was one of the biggest struggles that me and Jason had in the whole OnlyFans process was deciding what do we film? What do we not film? Yeah. Because in the beginning, when you first get it, you have all this stress and this anxiety, like, Oh my God, we need content, content, content. So you start mm. from filming nothing ever to filming everything. Mm. And it didn't really take as much of a toll on me, but it took a toll on my husband where okay. it was starting to affect our private sex life. Mm. It was wearing him out and it's stressful because now you're, Whenever you're filming something, even though we don't script stuff and it's raw footage and like home videos, yeah. you're still aware that there's a camera. So especially for him, he was always worried about angles and lighting. And I'm like, dude, just have sex with me. And he's like, well, if you're filming it, it needs to look good too. So we would always have this back and forth. You know, it's a real thing though for couples, especially for sure. if you're filming home videos and we're not, you know, making these porn shoots. When you're filming you and your own partner privately, it gets really complicated to not Absolutely. worry about stuff like that. If he's filming me with somebody else, it's a lot easier. Yeah. But even that, then some of our dates were just felt like business now. So yeah. we film, I don't know, maybe 75% of the time. Okay. And then 25% of the time we don't because then you also lose the spontaneity, right? Yeah. If I walk by him and I want to suck his cock, but then we have to get the camera first. It's like, right, right. you know. No, not no. so exciting for him anymore. But we definitely had that struggle. And I don't think people realize that part until you're actually doing this for your job. You know, absolutely. It was starting to really like cause a rift between us. And we sat down and we said, okay, like, I don't want my OnlyFans to ruin our marriage. So how do we make this work? And now it's been a lot better. But there are moments where we have this crazy sex and he's like, we should have filmed it. And I'm like, it's okay that we didn't because we're going to have crazy sex again another yeah. day. You yeah. know, you have to think like that because our page is not like, I like having it. It's super fun. I'm an exhibitionist. I love putting content out there, but we are not quote unquote, like creating content just to create for the sake of creating it. You know, yeah. we don't collaborate with other people or anything. You're just watching our life unfold. That's so fun. whatever you get. Sometimes, like, we don't film a date with somebody else, but we'll film 
our sex the day after. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we feel everything, you know, we mix it up. It's kind of a little bit of everything. But if you get so obsessed with making content, it just, I don't know, it takes the fun out of it sometimes. And that's why I haven't gone the professional porn route. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so cool and exciting. And he would love nothing more than to see my name like highlighted on a major porn video set or whatever. But I'm afraid that it's going to be like work and not fun with all the stop and go and, you know, just being on the set. I know someone else that did a a professional shoot and it was like a 20 minute video took like eight hours to film. You're like, just let me fuck. Yeah. So I think for me, making my own content is the better deal. Yeah. I think I enjoy it more. I like having the creative control over it. I like deciding what I want to wear, what position I want to be in, you know, what toys I want to play with that minute. I'm afraid that if I sign a piece of paper, then do you lose a little bit of, you know, your decision making? And what if I agree to do something, but then that day I decide I don't feel like doing it. You know, I feel like it puts so much pressure on stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that's, to be determined later on in life. But for right now, I like having full control of what we do. Fuck yeah. Also, yeah, it's never too late. And it's such a good point too, right? It's like, oh, that sex was so hot, we should have filmed it. But that should is like, well, then it would have been a completely different thing, right? You know, Exactly. And, and that's where we had to start, you know, yeah. juggling and deciding. Yeah, it sounds like you do a really good intuitive job of choosing. Well, we've been doing this for over a year now. So for the first six months, it was really rocky. We did a whole episode on our podcast about this because I think people have this idea that OnlyFans is just so easy. It's all fun. You know, but that's how they think about everything in life, right? They just hear like, oh, you can make money. This is going to be easy. But it's not that easy. It's fucking, it's a 24 seven like job, like all the back end stuff that you have to do. You have to be available all the time to answer messages and stuff. You know, you have to edit everything and people don't see that part. So yeah. you just see like, oh, a hot video. <laughs> You're like, I could do that. <laughs> For so, sure. That's why you need to actually love that you do it. And I think that's the part that if you actually love it, it shows through the content. If you're just doing it to make a paycheck, I think that also shows through the content. Totally. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely feel like I fall a little too hard on the side of like artist go with the flow. And I, I have these, you know, ebbs and flow of consistency. But that's also because I'm doing like so many different hierarchy explorations. And OnlyFans got all the attention in September. We might circle back in January, February. We'll see. I post every day something that's on my OnlyFans. Amazing. That's so- great. Yeah. That's a big commitment right there. I don't know why I decided just to do that. But once, but once I decided that, I was like, I'm not going to undo that. So I overcommitted and now I'm stuck with it. So. <laughs> but that's beautiful for your fans because they know what to expect. That's awesome. You know, and I need to just like sit down at my computer and schedule, 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 schedule. But, but I also want everything to like feel good. And then I get, you know, distracted by fucking. My view is if somebody signs up today... I want there to be something posted that day. I don't want them to be like, oh, she hasn't posted anything in five days. Like I always want there to be something for that new person. So that's what motivated me. Even if it's just a photo, it's something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I want everybody to stay engaged. No, that's a wise business decision. As a photographer, as an erotic photographer, I have had to explain to many partners, you know, who are like, yeah, take pictures of us while we're fucking. And I'm like, it's a different part of my brain. Like, I, it all turns me on, but it's a different level of turn on. And I have to set up A, B, C, D, F, G. And you, let, you need to let me do my thing 
and then I'll get sexy, but then I'm also going to want to check stuff because my brain will like pop in and out of, you know, like once I start getting touched, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. but also then I can look at a camera like I, and I'll stare at it and I'll like, so I can like hyper focus and switch back and forth in a way that is not very sexy to most people to participate in, but I'm like, no, 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 I want it to feel hot and look hot and I can do both and you just have to be able to switch with me and very few people find joy in that level. I found one partner who can like hang and will just like basically pause while I do that, but I feel like you probably get it. That's so funny because when we first started in like the early months, you know, we'd be having sex or whatever and then I'd watch the video and you just see my husband staring directly into the camera the whole time. Like not even blinking. Nobody is going to (laughs) get turned on by that. What are you doing? He's like, I'm just making sure we're in frame. I go, okay, but you have to like swivel your head at least. That's so funny. Now we're much better, obviously. But it is, it's like you just get so focused on it that you forget, you know, that the camera is just supposed to be in the background. And also when I first started, when I filmed solo stuff, I felt like I was a robot. Really? And now I'm so like loose and fun because I wasn't mm. used to performing in front of a camera. Okay. So that's been interesting in itself just to see me get more loose. And now I'm a total goofball when I like make videos, you know, that's I'm so totally fun. myself. Oh, I love that. In the beginning, like, hi, I'm Casey. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God, no one wants to see this. This is horrendous. <laughs> no. So it's content for other people. It is everything you do is a journey for yourself and you find growth. And that's the fun part of it. Even me and Jason, we've bonded over certain videos that we've made and stuff like that. I love so that. that's the exciting part is that even though other people are getting turned on by the content, like so are we. Yeah. We're getting closer. We're working yeah. through stuff. We're trying new things together because I always want to make videos that are not like the last 10 videos. I'm like, hey, let's try this. Let's get that. Let's use this prop, you know. So it keeps our sex life a little fresher, too, which so is fun. kind of fun. That's so fun. But yeah, everything you do, you are always growing as a person and evolving and learning something about yourself. And that's like the beauty of OnlyFans for me is that A, you're in control of it, but also I get to come out of my shell in a way that I normally don't because I am on the more introverted side. Yeah. So it's been cool for me to like can with all these people and get to know them on my site. And I feel like I am super bubbly and friendly via cam. Whereas if you met me in a crowded bar, I might not be this open and, you know, chatty with you. Totally. So because it's a little more of a private dynamic going on, that works better for me. I really feel that. And, and I feel like I have to know what mode to be in. And, the, you know, one of the funny things about living in Los Angeles, because it's a big town, but it's a small town, especially when you get into certain communities. And I realize because I've been going to more comedy shows lately, and I'm like having this anxiety when I'm out. And I'm like, why? And it's because when I get recognized out in public as like people know me as a photographer or from auditions or we had class together or that and I'm always afraid that I'm not going to know where they're from and I'm going to be in the wrong mode and I'll be too sexy or not sexy. You know? And then I'm like, that's so stupid. I'm the same person. It doesn't matter. But I, but I realized that I'm like, oh, I, I really like knowing the context. And so having that private space where it's all set up, I can totally relate to. And also, I feel like I am just like your husband in some way. So in September, I did a 30-day masturbation meditation exploration of edging. So I didn't let myself come by my own hands all month long. And I was doing six to nine minutes of edging every day in a different way. So first I was like touching my pussy in a different way. And then I was using different toys and different things. 
and, you know, attempting to do an out loud meditation on various subjects. I'd set it up so I had a little like bubble focused on my head, you know, with the one camera and then the main phone camera would be like on my pussy getting a close up. And so I could watch it on the screen and then I would just get totally distracted watching myself <laughs> or feeling stuff. Or like once I started getting turned on, I was like, ah, words. And then some at some point people started reflecting, wow, it's so cool that you're just like talking the whole time. And I was like, oh my God, do people not talk? Because I'm just basically like stream of consciousnessing the whole time and like describing feelings. And that's when I was like, oh, I get to pick. I get to pick however I want to do it, you know, and, it, and it's really fun. So I, maybe I'll do it in January, but I'll allow myself to come every day. 30 days of comes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. And we've also discovered that my husband, when we're filming together, like just the two of us, mm-hmm. he gets way more turned on watching us on the screen than like watching us in real life. So that's the other reason he looks at the screen. He feels like he's watching an actual porn but he's in it right now. That's hot. Oh, yeah. I have not he yet had that experience. Video after we make it, he has no interest in the final product. But while oh. it's recording, he's just like, oh, my God, this is we put it on the sometimes we record and hook up the camera to like the 50 inch screen TV. So he could, like, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's so hot. Wait. So do you have to do all the editing then? I do all the editing. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's so this interesting. Is my big, and he is just my, you know, assistant that doesn't get paid. So I do all <laughs> of the actual. Your cameraman, muse, human dildo. Okay. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about the work you've been doing. Like the podcast, like what you sound so busy. I am very busy. <laughs> it's like you're busy. So why not add one more project so that you can just be completely all the time right I'm sure you understand what I'm saying why have any free time for yourself I don't know but it's also interesting but I'm just like I just need more time to rest but also I want to do everything I really get it yeah exactly so we actually went to Exotica this year which is the big adult expo we went to the one in New Jersey because we live in Jersey nice and I did a couple of seminars there I did three different seminars and we had a booth because we have some fun merchandise and stuff like that so we met a ton of people. It was a great experience, but that was an exhausting three days. Yeah. It was so overwhelming. And then we ended up launching the podcast. Episode 17 just came out, so it's nice. fairly new. And that started because I've been on so many other people's podcasts. I think I've been on like 30 people's podcasts by now. And Amazing. some of you like multiple times. And the feedback was just like, from people constantly saying, you should have your own show, you should have your own show. And I said, well, I don't want to be a podcast host. And then I'm a podcast host, of course, you know, (laughs) that's how it works. (laughs) And it originally started where I was going to, oh, because other people kept asking me for audio books, like audio versions of my book. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I wasn't really into that. So I said, okay, let me do a podcast and maybe I'll base it on the books. Like each episode will be a chapter of the book. And then I'm super awkward. So I sounded like a robot. You know, I kept recording the same episode over and over. And I'm like, Mm. I can't do this. So then I had a little time out and reformatted the show. And now my husband is my co-host. So he has to do that with me now. I love that. (laughs) Which he absolutely is, you know. And we basically just pick a different topic every week and we talk about it. It could be something general. So we did an episode about like being nudist or an episode about you know, threesomes with two guys, or it could be a story about his past or my past or something about us together. So we always try to have 
like I said, a topic and kind of a lesson or a reason for telling the stories that we tell. I thought originally it was just going to be this like really graphic, sexual, like just telling every dirty thing we've ever done. But it kind of morphed into telling dirty stories, but having education and information surrounding it. Like, why did we do this? What did we learn from it? What mistakes did we make from this? I love that. Yeah, I didn't expect that, but that's just naturally how my comfort progressed because I am on this education side of it now. But even with my books, that's what they're based on is giving people an understanding about the realities of being in this world. And yes, it is super fun and sexy and hot, but you also have to be careful of your emotions, your mental health, you know, the relationships you have with people, understanding why you're doing things, the causes and the effects of certain things. So I always like to do, you know, 100% of the story, not just the dirty parts. Yeah. And we've been getting good feedback so far. It's been pretty fun. And even with that, you know, the first episode to now, the quality of the recording has gotten better because I do all the editing, I do everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of work, but I think it's been really fun. And I like that he's on it with me. We have good energy together, but also you get a female's opinion, a guy's opinion, and then a couple's opinion together. So Mm -hmm. we're very well-rounded because we have all of this experience in the lifestyle together. So sometimes we disagree on stuff. You know, sometimes we agree. And what's really been the most interesting part of it is he's finding out a lot of stuff about me that he didn't know because the show is about both of us, but it's mostly me because I have a longer history and I am the driving force behind it he's just there to like keep me comfortable and you know add some jokes and some knowledge sometimes but when you have a partner right you talk about your history together we don't have secrets we don't lie to each other but unless there's a reason you're not going to go into deep deep detail about every experience you've had in your sex life with your partner like there's just no need for it but now that we have the podcast And we're really like analyzing stuff. We're both telling each other stories that we're like, wow, you never told me that. Or I didn't understand why you felt like that about something. So again, we're educating other people, but we're also learning about each other in the process, which neither of us expected for that to happen. That's so so cool. And there's some episodes where I was talking about traumatic relationships I've had in the past or points where I had really low self-esteem. And I'm like, ready to cry while we're recording the episode and he's like oh my god are you okay you know so you have like real emotions happening sometimes yeah and you know nobody really wants to dissect their past you kind of have to talk about your past to explain why you are the way you are today right so it's been bringing up some like not so fun memories and then Mm -hmm. it's bringing up a lot of hot memories so it's very real and very raw and Again, I think that's why people respond to it because we're not just giving them this like fluffy piece of like, oh, the lifestyle's great. It's just sex all the time, whenever you want, you know. Three steps to the hottest hot wifing. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, you know, so that's how that ended up like that. <laughs> that's so beautiful that you are, first of all, willing to be that level of vulnerable with one another and then to share it, you know, and to have this kind of creative project come together. Because how many couples even, I would like to hear from the audience, how many couples sit down once a week, once a month to talk for an hour or two about each other? You know, I was having this conversation with a date recently, like my crush, we 
love getting vulnerable. We connect via talking and it sounds like we both have compatible touch things, but we haven't gotten to that point. And it was like, yeah, even when you're getting to know someone, maybe you share the deep things or formative things once early on without a lot of context for the person. And then suddenly you just like start living life next to each other. And, you know, and I hear from so many people where they feel disconnected from their partner. And I'm like, well, do you talk regularly? And they're like, well, you know, day-to-day stuff. And we do our schedules and, and, and we go to dinner. And I'm like, but do you talk about each other? Do you ask each other questions? And, and many people, the answer is no. And then that changes. So it sounds like you have really found a really cool container for that. Yeah. Or if you're just telling your partner like, oh, I dated so-and-so for a few years in college, right? End of story. Now you're telling him like all the sex you had with that person and, you know, all of these other things in detail that aren't really necessary for them to know, but now we're unpacking all of that. So there's some episodes where at the end, like one of us needs a hug or we need like a minute to like, you know, and then some of them are just super crazy and he's hard the entire time we're talking you know like it's just a bunch of different emotions going on damn you know we're like fucked right after and filmed it that's what i mean like you never know and sometimes an episode starts super hot and then yeah. it takes a turn to like you know being really serious all of a sudden sometimes sure. they go from serious to hot sometimes it's all one but you really never know because there are two of us even though I have a plan for the episode, I have like a basic outline, he has no idea what's happening. So sometimes he'll question that leads me into like a completely different track. And then, you know, we get off topic and stumble onto something else. So I think that's the interesting part about having both of us is that it is very spontaneous and real. You know, I've asked him like, oh, do you want to know what we're talking about? He's like, nope, just wing it. Like, let me figure it out as we go. So you really get like authentic reactions. Like if he laughs at something like that's a real laugh or, you know, if he has a negative comment about something, like I said, we don't agree on everything that we talk about. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that's just a fact. That's you're fine. Humans. Yeah. You're human. <laughs> yeah. We're allowed to say like, and sometimes like I tell a story about someone that he knows my story is good, but he's had negative experiences with that person. Mm. So he doesn't want to hear that story, but he has to like, and it goes both ways. So sometimes you're just like, oh, my God, why are we doing this to ourselves? But then you're like, hopefully this is helping other people. So that's why we're doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know, but nothing creative like this and honest is ever easy. That's yeah. what makes it so powerful, I think. That's what's going to help people is showing that you don't have to be perfect, but you can work through your shits together. And it's okay to have bad days together. You know, it's not the end of the world. But yeah. as long as you have good communication and support and trust and that love like it will be okay in the end but you have to put in work that's fucking beautiful and there is no actual growth without some struggle right like friction is kind of what gets us to that next little little bit what else are your hopes for your sexual future what else is bubbling right now that we need to know about we've been married for two years now and we just started telling our families that we're married because they didn't know we got married (gasps) how has that been oh Okay, so we got just secretly got married two years ago, and I didn't want a wedding. I didn't want drama. I didn't want people's like opinions and nonsense. I just wanted to get married in peace. Yeah. Now yeah. it's been two years, and we're like, fine, like no one should care if we tell them now. But then, of course, you tell one person, they're like, you have to tell this person, you have to tell that person. And me and Jason are just like, oh my God, this is why we didn't tell anybody. We just wanted to be left alone. So, everyone's really happy for us, but 
like we don't want all of the messages from people you know like we just want it to like be said and done like it's been right. two years we're good <laughs> you know we've moved it. on from the excitement of not having a wedding it's weird that people know now like I don't know why yeah yeah <laughs> Does your family know what you do? And your face out now, is that a thing for you? Like how, what about that part of it? Well, okay. So my face has been public for a while. And even Jason is on social media now. Like I've started putting his face everywhere. After we went to Exotica, we were kind of like, there's no more privacy at this point. You know, we thought people were going to find out. No one has approached us. No one has busted us. But I mean, no one in our like family is probably on Twitter and you know, like right, right. our parents are older, so they're probably safe. We don't have kids, but no family or friends or anything has said anything to us. The awkward part for me is that I do this full time now. My parents are always like, Oh, what are you gonna do for work? And I'm like, Oh, I'm just taking a few months off, you know, like I'll figure something out. That's the hard part is that they think I'm just like some bum sitting at home all the time, but I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what me and Jason are trying to figure out, like what I have to say something at some point. Freelance marketing. You're literally doing freelance marketing. I've started doing some creative work. Oh, I I started this podcast, uh, you know, helping someone with a podcast. They'll be like, oh, what's the name? And I'm like, in bed with strangers. What's that? You know, (laughs) so we're trying to figure it out, but I can't keep hiding it forever. I think my mom would be okay-ish. I don't Mm -hmm. think she would freak out much but my dad is super conservative so and it's your dad right there's always that gender thing where you know daddy's little girl you know like my mom knows we have a sex room in the house so I don't think she would be too like horrified but I'm still trying to think of like what to come up with (laughs) to say because at some point I need to have you know yeah a plausible job again (laughs) so that's the weird part I mean, I will say erotic photography gets me far. Like, I am doing erotic photography also. It's just on top of this podcast and all of my horarchy explorations. But that's, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I still do photography. And, you know, even at Thanksgiving recently, I told my, it was just my parents, aunt and uncle. And they were like, are you still shooting pictures of people? And I was like, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit different. They're like, how so? And I was like, well... It's more high-end erotic photography, and I also work with, you know, a lot of adult performers and then people who just want help, you know, private clients who just want to, like, have their own sex tape or, like, people who are performers. And my aunt was like, oh, honey, we should sign up. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. Family's not invited. You know, she was she was just teasing, but she was like, ooh, you know, so it was it was very funny, which, like, for context, they are not wildly liberal people right but the more open that i have become and in kind of like a you know i'm not like out and loud about it i'm just like oh yes i'm doing this thing and they're like oh and so i've been getting increasing numbers of like adult jokes in tasteful funny ways but it is very funny (laughs) also that's actually funny because in the beginning of this you said like are you ever ashamed anymore and i said no but then you bring in family and family creates a different dynamic, especially parents, right? I'm yeah. in my 40s. Totally. But you still have that fear of your parents being mortified or judging you or, you know, is my dad going to speak to me again if he finds out that I'm like on OnlyFans? You know, like it's fucked up. Like, yeah. why should it matter? I'm still the same person. What you said is true, though, I think, based on the reflections I get, because, you know, my dad knows the least, but also he asks the most questions. But it's like, I'm sort of like, maybe I'll just tell them everything soon, you know, and and because like my family loves me, but I've gotten advice from 
family members and friends that similar to what it sounds like you've gotten where it's like, your dad doesn't want to know anything sex related. Like you're his daughter. And I'm like, but he knows I like sex. And he also knows that I study it. I don't think he's going to be surprised. He also knows I got rejected a lot and I'm trying to figure that out. So maybe he would be happy for me, you know? <laughs> I know because on one hand, it's like, hey, I actually have my own business, right? Like I incorporated my own business. Like that's exciting. And like, wouldn't you be proud of your daughter for that? But then it's like, oh, but it's adult content. So does that erase the fact that I am successful now and I own a my lot of company, my sex you know? worker friends dads are like proud in supportive ways that sound you know sometimes they're goofy right but I've heard some like really wonderful stories so keep me posted on whatever you do I'm curious I'm figuring out my own version <laughs> do you have anything else on your sexual bucket list that you like want to I know we mentioned a couple things but is there anything like toys or just even just like I don't know stuff you still want to do that you haven't done yet right now Oh my God. We always have like things that come in conversation, right. but then when people ask us on the spot, we're always like, uh. No, it's hard. I have a hard time with that. Also, I'm so opportunistic. Like, you know, as much as I'm crossing off bucket list items, the hottest thing is when something I didn't know could even happen, exactly. I'm suddenly doing it. Like a new position where I'm like, what is this? You know? <laughs> That's usually the best experiences are like just spontaneous. And it's, yeah. sometimes it's even things that were on my no list. And then, in the moment, you're like, well, I guess we could make an exception, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes it's hard to think off the top of my head. We were talking about something recently, but I can't remember what it is now. Porn. Mainstream porn at some point, maybe. I mean, it sounds like you're figuring out if you're doing that. I would love to do mainstream porn, like, with him, mm. you know, or something like that. I think that would be cool for us to be in content together. My other issue with all the OnlyFans collaborating is they're all playing raw. I mean, I know they're all getting tested and stuff. Yeah. But because we are lifestyle first, I like that guys are using condoms with me. Yeah. Because they're not my husband, right? Yeah. Like mentally to me, that makes a difference. Like he's my husband. He gets that privilege. Yeah. If I start shooting with all these other people and it, even though it's safe, you know, we're all tested, just mentally, I feel like that changes our dynamic a little bit because now this person is getting a special priority and I just met him. Yeah. Like, I don't know him. It's different if we had a playmate and we've been friends with him for like a year. And my husband says, okay, like, you don't need a condom. You earn that. Yeah. So I think Ooh, I the fact that. that our lifestyle primarily mm -hmm. interfered with what I'm interested in doing or willing to do. Because also, because we always play together, like anything I did, if I did a professional shoot, like, I think mentally I would need him there to watch it so that I could mm. get into it. And a lot of times you can't have somebody, you know, right, but that's right. our dynamic. We're so connected that if we can't be a stag and vixen in whatever we're doing, then I don't know if it's going to work for me, even if I'm being paid to do it. That makes total sense. You can't take the spark out of your creativity. You got to have it. He's my muse, you know? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I totally get it. One thing that we're looking to do is to go to a hardcore swinger friendly campground where yeah. you can it's like an actual campground not a resort yeah. and you can have sex everywhere you want we found some that are not like near us but that's definitely on our bucket list like, fuck totally yeah do that. Ooh, okay well i can't wait to hear Anytime it we go camping, even if it's like just a nude place we always find somewhere to sneak away and have sex in the woods oh, i love that. outdoor sex so so much yeah i like if you put me as soon as I am like 
10 feet into the hiking trail, I'm just like soaking wet. I'm so excited. It's the craziest fucking thing. That's so cool. I mean, our animal bodies want to be in nature. I'm glad you said that. I want more outdoor sex this year. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a bed. I love good temperatures, but like, give me some sun. Give me some wind. Oh my God. We're animals. I don't know why. Like, and my body is palpable. Like, I don't even mean to be that turned on and it's instant. Jason's always like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. So we always find sex outdoors somehow. I love it so much. Awesome. Lovers, go find everything at CaseyDonatello.com. Links to everything are in the description below. Casey, thank you so much for coming back and sharing your updates on sex stories. Thank you for having me. It's nice to catch up with you. Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify. Since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. (laughs) I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Wiley. Or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. Yole.com slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, to co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm. Thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection.